Hi, this is Lisa Brenner, and welcome to the 20th anniversary of The Patriot on Hollywood and Beyond. I have long feared that my sins would return to visit me. And the cost is more than I can bear. Hello, this is host Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to the 20th anniversary celebration of The Patriot. Here on Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. Wonderful to have you listening. Thank you. My special guest today is Lisa Brenner. As Anne Howard, she provided audiences with not only an outstanding performance, but also a truly memorable one. Dent Scott, barely a week ago I heard you rail for two hours about independence. And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. Will you now, when you are needed most, stop at only words? Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Who's with us? Her appealing screen presence, along with her amazing on-screen chemistry with Heath Ledger, helped audiences connect to the film. Together, as Anne Howard and Gabriel Martin, they would experience many moments of joy, humor, and love cultivating in a beautifully shot wedding ceremony scene. Each would also go on to separately experience horrifying fates at the hands of the ruthless Colonel William Tavington, betrayed by Jason Isaacs. Everyone's been requested to gather at the church. Mr. Wilkins? Colonel Tavington wishes to address the whole village. This town was given aid to Benjamin Martin and his rebels. I wish to know his whereabouts. So, anyone who comes forward may be forgiven their treason. Very well, you had your chance. Wait! This man gives Martin and his men supplies. Quiet! He brings them to Black Swamp. He's alive! You damn In the marsh, fool. by the old Spanish mission. This man here? Yes, sir. The Black Swamp, you say? By the old Spanish mission? Thank you very much. Shut the doors. 
You said we'd be forgiven. And indeed you may! That's between you and God. Lisa joins me today to share some of her memories of The Patriot, her co-stars, and her thoughts on the film's legacy. Lisa Brenner, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. You are most welcome. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Where are you joining me from today? I live in Los Angeles in uh, my quarantined house (laughs) right now (laughs) with my two girls and my two dogs. (laughs) Well, that sounds like a nice uh, bunch right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope everybody's safe and sound during this challenging time for all of us. Yeah, we are. Well, Lisa, I thought we would actually start at the very beginning. And where are you actually from? I'm from New York, from Long Island in particular. Um, I've, I lived there until I was about um, 22. I came to L.A., and The Patriot was actually my first movie moving out here. So it's, uh, it means a lot to me on so many levels. <laughs> I noticed that was your first film role. Yeah. So what a way to start, you know, your journey on to uh, film projects Yeah. when you start with The Patriot. I'm curious, though, Lisa, why did you decide to become an actress? I have been an actress since I was seven years old. It's just one of oh, those wow. things. Yeah, it's just one of those <laughs> things that I was kind of born with. Um, my story is it was the time of Annie, the Annie boom of, uh, I guess, the 80s. And I wanted to be Annie, and I begged my parents to take me into New York City for a big, huge casting call, and I made it down to about the final six until they said it was a traveling company, and if we, we if were able to um, travel for a year, and my mom wasn't able to do that, so we dropped out of the race. And um, after that, I said, Mom, Dad, I want to be in movies and television, and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. (laughs) I said that at seven years old, (laughs) and I've been doing it ever since. (laughs) You sure have, and you've been doing it exceptionally well, too. (laughs) Thank you. That's a very nice story. Thanks for (laughs) sharing that. Do you recall what you were doing as an actress prior to The Patriot? Was there anything going on in particular that stands out in your mind? Well, as I said, I just moved out here, and I had gotten my first pilot, um, a TV show that we had just found out that it wasn't picked up. It was my first series regular role, and I was so sad about that, and then I got the Patriot. (laughs) So I think that was a really nice consolation gift. A nice bounce back, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That'll help to ease the pain a little bit right there. Yeah, definitely. The audition for The Patriot. Mm-hmm. So many times I have asked folks about an audition experience, and often the most incredible stories are told. Uh, is that the case for you? Is there anything in particular about the audition that you would like to share with us? Um, you know, honestly, there wasn't anything um, like out of, <laughs> out of the ordinary. There, I had a lot of auditions for it. I had about um, three or four callbacks. Um, I had to work with, I can't, I, it possibly was Heath, 
um, in the audition room for the final um, screen test. I believe it was Heath. I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, um, you know, a life-changing thing for me. And um, on a little side, side note, it was the first time I saw my husband <laughs> in the was screen it test really? room. My husband um, is Dean Devlin, who um, was the producer of the movie, and we kind of fell in love on set which is not supposed to happen, but 20 years later, we're still together, so <laughs> I guess it's okay. Well, Lisa, let's put it this way. The audition started something <laughs> very significant so. for you. <laughs> I guess so. Well, isn't that something else? That's, that's really so nice to hear, <laughs> that yeah. a, a, an actual love story occurred yeah. behind the scenes as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Was there anything about Ann Howard that spoke out to you as you were, you know, getting used to the script? And, and was there anything that you were connecting with oh, in absolutely. regards to the character? Absolutely. Um, you know, at the time, um, you know, this was 20 years ago, obviously, 20th anniversary. And um, at the time, whenever you saw women portrayed on screen, especially young women, they were all very quiet and innocent and vulnerable. That was just kind of the stereotype of the woman of that time. And I was struck by how modern she sounded and how strong and outspoken. And I kind of thought, well, okay, this was written for modern audiences. However, what I found out when I was working on the character was that Anne Howard was actually based on letters written by Abigail Adams. Like Abigail Adams was this outspoken, strong, powerful woman who was writing letters to her husband during the war. And Anne Howard was based on her. And it was so fun for me to be one of the first strong, young, outspoken women of that time to give that a voice. And it definitely connected with me because that's kind of <laughs> how I am in my daily life. So it felt, it felt good to portray that. Thank you for sharing that. That is fascinating to hear. It also backs up my own personal intuition about your character because I'm also thinking about the time period, of course, right? When perhaps at times in society, maybe women weren't really supposed to speak up all the time or in public uh, venues and whatnot. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that all of them didn't. Right. And I, I always felt that it was very believable that your character did speak up. And I'm sure you're thinking of a, a scene in particular at the church. Yeah. When uh, the, 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 the rousing speech of um, fighting for what you believe in. And that was such a, uh, a wonderful scene, and, and I always get stirred every time I watch that scene. Well, thank you for sharing that. That really explains a lot about her spirit. And I also thought that perhaps her family, it was obvious they encouraged her to be able to speak for herself, and, and I always kept that in mind, too. Yeah, Definitely. And where did filming uh, take place for the scenes that you were involved in? I assume that this was uh, mostly in South Carolina, or was it all in South Carolina? It was all in South Carolina, in um, the parts of Charleston, and um, gosh, I can't remember the other city we were in. It was a while ago. <laughs> My it was a few old. years. But it was definitely uh, in Charleston for a lot of it. And being able to wear 
outfits from a different time period. I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you. It was amazing. However, (laughs) the corsets. I was thinking about that. Maybe not as much fun. Yeah, they used the, they wanted an accurate of the time period corset. And I do not know how women lived (laughs) that way. I remember there was one day we were shooting. It was very cold outside, and um, I was wearing the corset. And you have hardly any circulation through your body. I remember my hands were blue, and I just could not warm up. Like, my arms were freezing, my hands were blue, my feet were freezing, because the corset actually stops the circulation in your body. And then I hear that for women who actually, you know, wore them every day, your your um, your inner organs they it kind of they grow around the corset oh and my. like like yeah in your ribs um, you know are contracted it's you know you can't take a full breath so it it was fun as an actor to feel that <laughs> but <laughs> I I really I I I really handed to those women of the time and I learned about the fainting couches um, of the time period of. You know the fainting couches, those long um, divan couches yes. were put in houses for the women because they would be lightheaded all the time because you can't take a full breath. Wow. And sometimes the oxygen would not go to your head and the women would faint from these corsets. So, yeah. <laughs> and if it happened to be hot and humid, so to speak, I'm sure that only added to the discomfort. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> fainting couches. That, that that says everything right there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to discussing some of your scenes and also of course your co-stars, but I thought we would start with director Roland Emmerich. Mhm. I just have to say, in my personal opinion, I find the results of the film to be a masterpiece in filmmaking from the music the camera shots and setup of the scenes. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous cinematography and moments of slow motion, Lisa, always seem to be at the right moments, you know, to, to, to move you or to really reach you as a viewer. I'm just wondering, though, what was it like to be directed by him? And did he have a certain style in particular that, that stands out to you when you think back? Um. Well, when I think back to my time on set, he was very visual. You know, he, he worked very closely with Caleb Deschanel, masterful uh, director of photography. And, um, yeah, so I just, I remember, like, each shot being so am- amazingly gorgeous and breathtaking, sweeping. Um, and then, of course, to jump to when you mentioned the music, John Williams. Yes. To be able to be in a movie... That was composed by the master composer of um, the film world. Was just it, it was just one of the best moments of my life. Um, so yeah, so I, I think they really assembled a world class team on everything from the costumes to the makeup to yeah to the actors Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger, and Jolie Richardson, Jason Isaacs, the best. I'll tell you what. I could go down the... I could do, you could keep going, couldn't you? And Chris Cooper and... Oh, yes. Fantastic, yeah. 
I mean, everybody provided so much to the film, even if they were only shown for a shorter period of time. That was also very impressive. Yeah. Uh, very impressive. And that score, absolutely beautiful, touching, and could put you on edge at the right moments. I mean, mm-hmm. what a score. There's just no doubt yeah. about it. Very well said. Thank you, Lisa. And, you know, I just thought I'd share this with you. Isn't it something, a film like this, Lisa? You know, yes, it takes a lot of hard work, as you know, from everybody involved, both in front and behind the camera. But sometimes I see a film like this, and I almost feel like it was destiny of some sort. It's just that good. Yeah. Well, I I agree with you in the fact that it is a classic now, and it's played every year on Fourth of July and multiple times during the year. Me, my sweet nephew in New York, he called to tell me that they played the Patriot in his history class. Oh, wow. To me, that means so <laughs> much. I mean, so many children have said that to me, that, oh, I saw you in class. To be, <laughs> to be part of something like that is just the best feeling in the world. I bet he was very popular that day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of uh, friends asking him some questions, too, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. nice. Well, speaking of the cast, mm-hmm. I mentioned the on-screen chemistry that, that you and, and Heath Ledger uh, yeah. had together. And really, I just have to say, it, it's so natural. Um, I instantly bought into this uh, belief that the characters had known each other and that they truly, truly cared for each other. And it was nice to see the romance blossom. Like, it, you know, kind of caught you off guard a little bit. Like, wow, there's really something brewing here. And mm-hmm. I just thought I would get your uh, memories of working with Heath. And do you recall perhaps the first time when you actually met him on set? I don't remember the first time we met. And it, po- it could have been actually, as I said, in the audition that we met for the first time. Gotcha. I can't remember the first time, but um, we just got along so well. Um, he's the, he was the sweetest gentle soul, just so adorable and artistic and kind and lovely and shy. And we just, like, we got along so well. And I think that's what shows on screen is that we actually really liked each other as humans. You know, and the funny thing is, um, he was only about 17 when we shot that, and I was 26, so I, I was, was not aware older. of that. Yeah, I was a lot older than him. So, and I kind of I felt in real life that I I felt like his big sister, you know. <laughs> but of course, we can't let that show on screen. Sure. But um, I just he was such a sweet angel on earth, honestly, and very creative and just funny. We just honestly really really liked each other. As people. And you know, the potential that, that he had within him. Yeah. I think this film really says it all of, of what he was capable of. A strong performance, but also all the ways that you described. A, so full of tender moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I'm so impressed with his performance in the film on so many levels, whether it's with your character or with Mel's character, and the character's belief in the cause, so to speak. Yeah. I thought that uh, Heath uh, did so well in, in those moments. 
Well, I thought I would share something uh, involving a scene with Heath, if you don't mind, Lisa. Mm-hmm. And, and that is this. When I think about what the Patriot means to me, because I admire it for so many reasons, obviously, there's always this scene that just seems to pop up in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share that with you. And that is the scene when Gabriel is sowing the flag and things are not going well in the war at that time. Mm-hmm. And another soldier, I believe he was even wounded, said it's a lost cause. Like mm-hmm. it, there's no chance. And mm-hmm. the look on Heath's face and he just kept sewing and he, he kept that flag with him. And, and with all the tragedy in the film that unfolds, the moment near the end when Mel brings out his son's flag, when he too was about to give up. I mean, and who could blame him after losing two sons? The mm-hmm. grief was, had to be so overwhelming. And then to be on the horse, flying that flag. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm getting teary-eyed right now. There's just something yeah. about that moment to me that's just one of those great cinematic moments. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it touches the soul of every American to be part of in this country this uh, with that that beautiful part of the history well thank you for letting me share that memory with you i appreciate it well how about the two folks who portrayed your parents once again you had great chemistry with them and of course the gentleman that portrayed your father we had the ongoing joke of he couldn't hear too well although i was always a little bit suspicious about <laughs> he was faking it just to torture Gabriel. Yes. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you know this, but the woman who played my mother um, is Mary Jo Deschanel. She's the wife of Caleb Deschanel, the uh, director of photography. It's a little that is uh, something else. I was actually not aware yeah, of that. A little trivia. <laughs> you are providing me with a lot of trivia here. I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to uh, start keeping a list here. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. And it just seemed like such good casting and you had natural chemistry with both of them. Uh, I did want to ask you about two moments in particular, and these are more lighthearted moments. Uh-huh. Of course, I'm sure you know what they are. And the first one is the whole ink scenario yeah. where your character gets uh, what she believes will be revenge uh, with ink, but it turns out, um, you know, it didn't really go as, as planned. And I just thought that was just such an endearing segment in the film. Yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> I remember when we actually filmed, um, when you see him, when you see Gabriel uh, going away on the horse, and then yes. I smile, and then I have the ink on my teeth. Yes. Well, the problem was they couldn't get anything to make my teeth look black. Oh. <laughs> so, they ended up resorting to um, black cake uh, I- uh, icing for cake oh. frosting. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that is cake frosting on my teeth. So that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we had to film it many, many times. They're like, it's, her teeth are not black. They're white. <laughs> well, I hope you like cake, Lisa, because I'm sure it took I a few takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, and the, the, when you have that big grin on your face... <laughs> and then he has one, and Mel's just looking at him. And I like how they have Mel basically just have no words at that moment. You know, he's yeah. kind of putting it together. That's yeah. a very endearing moment of the film. And and what about another humorous moment when uh, Gabriel was going to spend the night mm-hmm. over at your 
folks home, and and your character's mother is just sewing him in. <laughs> I guess to make sure everything stays proper and legit, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, any recollection about uh, that whole uh, moment by chance? Well, that was actually the first scene I filmed. That was oh, my wow. first scene of the movie. <laughs> um, and so it was my first scene of that movie and my first scene of a movie ever. So that movie and that, that scene, thankfully, it was a lighthearted, fun scene because I was very, very nervous to be doing that. But yeah, it's, it's actually historically accurate, those bundling bags, which I had never heard of before. And I think they're an excellent <laughs> idea. And I might have to <laughs> buy some for my uh, blossoming teenage daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but I did want to add to the scene in the church where your character gives the, the speech. You yeah. know, isn't it nice, speaking of, of Roland Emmerich, and John Williams, you know, just moments of people standing up in that church turned out to be a very uplifting moment in the film. Yeah, it really was. And of course, I have to say, Lisa, Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it's been since you've seen the film, but I'm sure you know the film obviously so well. But I noticed a little bit of an extra long glance from Heath to your character. And once Mm -hmm. again, I just found that so touching. Yeah, that's editing. That's good editing. <laughs> good editing. There you go. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, wise decisions were, were made in, indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, how about we move forward to the wedding scene? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what. First of all, sometimes wedding scenes can take a long time to film. Is that the case for that, uh, the scene? Um, you know what, I, I actually, because I don't really remember, it makes me think that it wasn't any longer than, <laughs> than normal. Um, it's a beautiful scene. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, delightful. And we filmed that um, on an island off South Carolina. I want to say it was called Gullah, Gullah Island. Um, yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that because I don't really remember it that much. <laughs> it, was it was a long time ago. Beautiful, beautiful scene. And once again, that music. I, I think you can probably tell I'm an emotional guy, Lisa. I think it's becoming obvious. I can't hide my cards too well today. Be. <laughs> but one thing I do want to say is that um, I was grateful to work with René Bourgeois, you know, who was the preacher. And, yes. um you know, he passed away a yes. few years ago, and I'm just so grateful. Like, there, I, I had posted, and I never post really about the Patriot, but for the 20th anniversary on my Instagram, and I posted a picture from the wedding with Heath and Renee, and originally, when I posted it, I, I wanted to celebrate the 20-year anniversary, but looking at that picture, knowing that these two great actors, who I had the pleasure, thank goodness of you know being in the same room with have passed away it just added this whole element of sadness and longing so i just want to give a shout out to him because he was just he's a classic actor has been in hundreds of movies and i'm just so grateful to have had the chance to work with him thank you for sharing that lisa i was actually going to ask you about him and 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 what a wonderful tribute to him. Thank you so much. 
most definitely gave a phenomenal performance in the film as well. Yeah, yeah. And I was very saddened when he passed away, of course. Yeah. Well, if we move then to what I consider to be one of the, well, probably the most disturbing scene in the film. I think primarily when you're dealing with civilians in particular who can't really defend themselves, it even makes it even more disturbing. I have to say, though, the film actually has many moments that are gut-wrenching and full of devastation, but also, of course, hope. Yeah. So the scene inside the church, and I believe this is your one and only scene with Jason Isaacs, Mm -hmm. and what a scene it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any uh, story about the actual filming of that? Were all of you actually gathered inside a church during the filming? Yeah, and yeah. One thing that when people ask me, it when I was actually filming it, it felt very real because they used real pyrotechnics and smoke, and you know, it was kind of it was a terrifying day. That to yes. me felt like a very long day because that you know took all day long to be burnt. <laughs> it was oh it was pretty awful, and just as as much as the characters were, it it felt very real to shoot and. It was sad. And a reminder of the sadness of war. Exactly. But I have to say also, Jason Isaacs isn't anything like his character in real life. He's the most outgoing, lovely, <laughs> upbeat, kind, adorable The guy. total so, opposite. This exactly. is good to hear. <laughs> it is, yeah. And we've remained friends ever since. Well, when Graham Wood was a guest here for the Patriot 20th anniversary celebration, he also spoke very highly of of working with Jason as well. Yeah. Has high regard for him. Well, I have to tell you, Lisa, I remember a a moment during that scene where you're like just in shock and tears and so much fear. And I have to tell you, I almost have to skip the scene because it just upsets me so much. I, I watched a Patriot every fourth of july it's a tradition of mine i look forward to it every year but that's the one scene where i almost want to fast forward but of course i don't because i don't want to cheapen myself for the emotional journey i did want to get your opinion though as far as jason's performance i mean obviously there's been many villains in cinema history and jason is no stranger to that but i was having a discussion with someone the other day and they actually agreed with this perspective that in many ways the character is so cold and ruthless that if there was a top 20 list of cinema villains i i just feel that character has to be on the list yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty awful it is and isn't it interesting from a historical perspective lisa you know, the, the script wasn't saying all British army folks right. were behaving this way, but this man was out of control, and that mm-hmm. brought a certain edge to the film as well. Yeah, well, I would love to ask you about working with Mel, because you got to have uh, several scenes with him. He, no, I remember the first moment meeting him. We were both in the makeup chair. He was getting his makeup put on next to me, and I was so nervous to be sitting next to Mel Gibson. <laughs> And he instantly made me feel comfortable and spoke to me just, you know, like a fellow actor and was funny and just welcoming and inviting. And, you know, within five minutes already we were laughing and I felt like I'd known him for years and he's my best friend. And 
we we remained friends, you know, throughout the shoot, and um, no, he was just he. I think of every role of every movie I've ever done to work with him was seeing a genius in action. And I've never seen a mind like his, talent like his. I mean, for instance, there was one scene we were doing where um, he had to say this very important speech. I can't remember uh, what the location was, but he would go from joking and laughing and making everyone, hundreds of people on the crew, laugh. And then as soon as they called action, he was in tears and powerful and focused. And you're like, oh, my God. Wow. That is, a, that is I mean, amazing. I, I've never seen anyone like him. He's a genius and kind and lovely and funny. And, you know, everything that happened after... Um, it's just so unfortunate, but um, I hope that when people think of Mel Gibson, they remember his talent and genius and brilliance and humor and good looks. He's very good looking, too. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared all of that in, in your perspective. Thank you, Lisa. It's one of the reasons I wanted to do this tribute. It's just yeah. to also remind people of, of Mel Gibson, the artist. Exactly. Uh, you know, the actor and, and just how powerful he can be. You know, I'm a, a, a father, Lisa. I only have mm-hmm. one son. Mm-hmm. He's now 19. But I have to tell you that after having him in my life and, you know, I think about Mel's character, I just find that losing two sons and Mel's performance in both of those moments with each son, yeah. it's really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I just wanted to mention that, you know, in my personal opinion, Lisa, I really felt the Patriot deserved a lot more uh, recognition by, from, like, for example, the Academy Awards. And I, I just thought it was that kind of caliber film. Not, not to take anything away from Braveheart, of course. Absolutely not. But I just found this, this emotional well that Mel's character was in was just extraordinary. It's extraordinary yeah. to watch. Well, Lisa, you have shared so many memories, and I am mm-hmm. so grateful. You're just, you're such a delightful and, and bright lady, and, and you looked absolutely beautiful in the film. Uh, I wanted to mention that. But if we go to when, the, when it's all done, that's mm-hmm. a wrap. It's all over, all of that hard work. Mm-hmm. When you got to see it at the premiere, I assume, mm-hmm. at the premiere, do you call, recall, like, when you got to see it all put together, just like, what was your reaction? Oh gosh, it's it, you know actors are lucky to. I mean, I am so lucky to have have had this in my career to have that moment of such a historical, life changing movie um, for many Americans. You know, to be part of something like that, I'm so so incredibly grateful to have had this moment in my career. Um, Everything else has just kind of been icing on the cake <laughs> since then. <laughs> and, of course, meeting my husband, you know. There, well, that's a last Meeting my impact. husband, yeah, that was, that was pretty <laughs> awesome, too. And the funny thing is, for the premiere, my mom flew out from New York, and, of course, I was with Dean. And um, for me, the premiere was about my mom meeting Dean's father <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> 
and only time. Oh, really? That was the first time. Yeah, and unfortunately, Dean's father had passed away um, shortly after. But um, so for me, the premiere was all about, like, meeting the in-laws. Yes. So, um, and of course, being part of a, you know, monumentous (laughs) historical blockbuster film. So it's pretty awesome. Thanks so much for sharing all that you did today. <laughs> I just got two final questions for you. And yes. One is, you know, you mentioned what your first scene was, and yes, it's normal to film out of sequence, so to speak. Yes. But mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, were you ever around by chance even to watch any of the filming of any battle scenes? I was not. Gotcha. I was not. So when Thank you saw this on the screen, you had to be blown away. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was shielded from all of that. <laughs> but it was, um, oh, my God, phenomenal. It, phenomenal it, it really was. And, yeah. And, uh, and lastly, although you've provided many insight uh, already, is there just anything you would like to add as to why do you think, you know, here we are 20 years later talking about the Patriot as much as we are? I mean, why do you think it strikes a chord with so many people? Well, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Hamilton. Hamilton's one of, like, the, I I would say probably the greatest artistic feat of the, um, what century are we in? The 20th? That's a good question. (laughs) We used to say 20th century, (laughs) but now we're not in the 20th century, 21st century. Um, I would I would say of at least the last 100 years, and I think part of it, besides the brilliance of the music and the acting and all of that, I think it's it's about the American experience um, and watching it as an American, knowing where uh, many of us came from. Even though my my grandparents are immigrants, but you know they came to America. Um, for the the American experience, that um, I think just living in this country and knowing the fight and the passion for freedom, I think honestly it 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 strikes a chord as why we all love the country we live in, and the Patriot it celebrates that, and that's why. Well, Lisa, having you here also helps to celebrate the memory of the film and i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and please give your husband my utmost best and it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you thank you thank you so much soon, isn't she? She gave birth to a son three weeks ago. Huh. What'd you name him? We named him Gabriel. Thank you, Harry. Send host Steve Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon.
Hollywood and Beyond podcast created, produced, and hosted by actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening. You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in.